it's like Simba in the Lion King when he's first trying to roar. You know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's a process. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, it's Chris Ward with Win the Hour, Win the Day, and today, oh boy, oh boy, I cannot wait to dive into this. This is going to be super fun, and you're going to hear stuff in a way you've never heard it before. In the house is Mike Kim. Mike Kim is a speaker and a marketing strategist who specializes in brand strategy and copywriting. He's been hired by some of today's most influential leader brands, including John Maxwell, Donald Miller, Susan Evans, and Catalyst. For years, he was the chief marketing officer of a successful multi-million dollar company near New York City. Nowadays, you'll find him speaking at conferences, looking for the great place, a great place to scuba dive, sipping a, a glass of Macallion 15, all while teaching everyone he knows about branding, entrepreneurship, and life through his podcast, Brand You. Welcome very much, Mike. We are excited to have you. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. And uh, we met at, at, a, at one of those conferences I was traveling to. So here, here we are. Uh, it's all full circle, right? So well, it's, it's awesome to be here. He's very kind. He was a really amazing, impressive speecher. Speecher. Oh my gosh. Speaker. <laughs> okay, let's start off. Let's start off making me sound really good. Okay, everyone calm down because we're excited that Mike's here. So you were an amazing speaker. And I attached myself to you really quickly before the crowd swarmed you. And I said, I would love to have you on my podcast. And uh, you gave me a polite nod, but I persisted and here you are. So you touched on some major, really interesting points that I just want to sort of expand on a little bit more. But before we do that, why don't you tell people a little bit about how you got into this or your journey in entrepreneurship so we get an idea of those who haven't had the pleasure yet of knowing you. Yeah. Um, so really what happened with me was I was the CMO at this company. It was uh, the, the um, you know, head of marketing, basically. And I knew as soon as I took the job, I didn't want to be there forever. Because uh, I, I, like, for me, career freedom was really, really important. Locational freedom was really important. And actually, uh, prior to taking that position, I had done quite a little bit of music and uh, public speaking. So when I took that job, I didn't have that kind of outlet. So what I did just to kind of stave off that creative outlet, right, to, to have a creative output outlet was I started blogging and then I started podcasting. And as I did that and taught a little bit about what I was doing at work in marketing, I started to slowly attract a tribe, an audience, uh, grow a reputation and made some friends in that online space. Several of them had hired me. They liked my work. So you know, sooner rather than later, I had a little bit of freelance work and it's eventually got to a point where I, my tribe grew um, and I was able to make enough offerings and sales that I actually left that C-suite position altogether 
And I went full-time into running my business, both as a consultant, as a marketing strategist, and as an online educator, you know, an online course creator, coach. Mm -hmm. And I really niched down into the personal brand space. You'd mentioned some of the names that I'd worked with. And I'm really fascinated by working to market people. I just, Mm -hmm. I just think it's fascinating. I think that's where uh, life has taken us and where it's going to continue to take us. We are, we are brands, believe it or not. You know, anyone who has a social media account, you are marketing yourself. You are a brand. And, um, and deeper than that, I, I, I love helping market people, uh, because I truly, Chris, I truly believe people should do work that they love and truly believe in. You know, work is such a big part of our lives. I have seldom met anyone who's truly fulfilled in life that mm-hmm. doesn't like what they do for work. Mm-hmm. And so for that small sliver of the population who says, I want to create, I want to share my expertise. I want to profit from what I know. I want to help them because I know that they can really make an impact. Um, so that's, that's what I do. You know, I say that all the time in my platform. And what I say is business should be fun. Like it's, it's meant to support your life, not consume it. And I really think business should be fun. And I do love what I do very much. And it's super exciting. And the days just fly by when you love that. Now, I'm all about what you say about personal branding and, and, and all that stuff. And that sounds so great on paper and, and marketing and all that stuff. But what I found really fascinating is the, not just, again, you were just a, such a, impressive you know you gave such an impressive delivery of the content but some things that you mentioned too uh, uh the one of the big ones too was when you're starting to connect with people online or marketing it's not getting a sale it's opening a relationship and i thought that was really a powerful takeaway for me but when you talked about that and how your copy should really be you know reflective of you and all that stuff it really was an awakening for me and i think most of us try to try to be safe. That's the word you use. We try to be safe and it's really, it's really hurting us. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, well, we, we all want, no one wants to temper their voice. We do it not because we want to be, um, necessarily, uh, correct or tactful. We don't, we just don't want to be, we don't want to be Jerry Maguire. Yeah. You know, you remember that movie, you know, those of you who didn't, watch the movie Tom Cruise plays a sports agent and he has this epiphany one night about how the the entire industry should be and what's wrong with how they do things at his firm. And he's really using his voice and he prints out this, you know, manifesto puts it on everyone's desk and then he walks into work in the morning, everyone's read it and they all give him a round of applause and he's fired that day. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're afraid is going to happen to us. And sure, that can happen if you work in a big company or something like that. But if you're a personal brand and you are your business, like the goal here is to be authentically you. Um, And that word gets overused a lot, Mm -hmm. authentic. That doesn't mean transparent. Right. There's a difference between being authentic and overly transparent. We don't need to air our dirty laundry in front of, you know, there's only a small amount of people, very small amount of people in our own individual lives who we can be transparent with. It doesn't mean that we're not authentic with everyone else. And what I mean by that is I'm tired today. Work is hard. This is a struggle. I feel great. This is amazing. Just be true to yourself. And so much of the time we 
we carry that kind of tempered voice into our marketing and our communication. And it really makes us sound like everybody else. And and you are your best ad, you know, your personality is your most unique selling proposition. And I think some of that comes in from education where you sound like you, you know, your essays get watered down and there's all this pre work Mm -hmm. you do before you put content out. So I know I've mentioned that a number of times here is, is you're right. I think that word authentic is loosely used because I wasn't being, you know, inauthentic. However, I was giving you professional and polite, Chris, because I don't know you that well online. I don't want to offend you. I'm trying to be polite. I'm not going to disagree with you. Things come out wrong in copy and humor does not always translate well in text. Right. So, so then I realized it was very, you know, watered down and you got to get out there. And if you do try a little bit of humor and it falls flat on a few people, then such is the loss, I guess. So that was really, when you talked about even your personality coming out in, in how you write and things like that, I really struggled with that for a long time. What do you think some of the biggest mistakes people are making? What do you see most often in that arena? Well, I think what I, what I often see is that people will copy other people's writing Right. Um, and try to emulate that voice because it's someone that they they admire or look up to. And there's a place for that, right? Like when when a baby is learning to talk, <laughs> you know, they're imitating what their parents are saying, right? But eventually at some point, they've got to become their own voice. And, you know, for myself as a marketer, as a writer, a copy writer, there are a lot of resources out there that will teach people how to write. Here's a script. Here's what you should say. And the temptation is to feel like uh, is to go to the other side and say, well, I should never script anything. I should never follow script any anywhere at any time because that's not really how I would talk. And that's also wrong because if you're, if you're in business, these scripts are proven to work and 90% of what works for someone else could probably be applied to what you do. It's that last 10% that makes you different. I call that the special snowflake mm-hmm. writing, right? That, that's, that's what makes you sound different. And so um, that's the part that you've got to own. And if you can focus on getting the 90% down, Pat, then you can devote your energy to that 10% that does make you different. Stylistically, in tone, uh, the length, the pacing at which you write, what your voice sounds like. And, um, you know, it's sort of like, it's, it's, it's like Simba in the Lion King when he's first trying to roar, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a process, it's a process. And, um, the worst thing I think any of us could ever, ever really, really end up in is to create a prison of our own making. Right. Because early, especially in this line of work, you know, I'm going to go into business for myself. I'm going to make myself the business. And then create a prison of our own making where we can't actually be authentic. We can't say what we want. We can't, you know, it doesn't mean that we're crude or vulgar or um, distasteful. It's just we have an opinion and now we've completely relegated ourselves to sounding like every other company out there. And we create a prison of our own making. And you know what? You're so right. I find that so refreshing in others, but I often confuse that with being professional. Like even at the beginning of our talk here and I messed up and I called you a speecher the old me would have been like, Oh my gosh, we got to start over like that. Like I, you know, I wasn't doing you justice. I'm rambling cause I'm excited. And I would have started that over. And now I'm just like, okay, let the chips go where they may. And 
that was a real, that was something I had to really work on. And I know I appreciate, you know, uh, whatever celebrities or people that we know, whatever, that are really just in the moment and they're a bright light and they're flaws and all, and it's fun. And that's all well and good when it's not you. But I think sometimes we get confused with the professional versus like, I know I talk quickly and people, I have a high energy, but I often for years would look at like Martin Luther King and I think, oh my gosh, if I gave that speech, it'd be like, I had a dream and this is what happened. <laughs> and it would, have been like, <laughs> it would have been destroyed. So for many years, I was trying to sound more grown up and more professional and think, pace yourself. I even took two speaking courses on how to speak slower, which my husband had said I should have got my money back on both of them. But I think we get that confused with being professional. And that's the difference where I really learned from you is, no, no, that's just being you and you can only contain that so much. And, and I think the last place so many of us um, master making that really who we are is in the copy, is in the writing. So where do you start? Like what's good grammar, bad grammar, or are you just being you? I think I think more than grammar, because grammar is something that you can change and, and shift, but it's really learning to communicate from your heart, from your core, from what you believe. And one of the things that I, I, I taught in that session and I, I, I teach I use with literally every client I take on and every course that I teach as a starting point is something I call the PB three, which is the personal brand three. And these are three simple questions, and if you could visualize a Venn diagram you know, question one is what pisses you off? And I use that word pisses you, you know, pisses on purpose because I want to get to the emotion that's underneath. We sanitize everything. So what pisses you off is the injustice that you see in the world. That, that word is also very strong, the injustice that you see. And the second question is what breaks your heart? And that's the compassion you have for people. And you can see these are feeling words. Right? And then the third question is, what is the big problem you're trying to solve? And that's your business. A business is nothing more than solving a problem for a profit. Right. Right. So your, your message, your core message lies at the overlap of those three things. What pisses you off? What breaks your heart? What's the big problem you're trying to solve? And if you, if you can say that and communicate that from your core, then the words will just follow. For example, um, what, what takes me off, what, what got me into this line of work was actually uh, Thanksgiving Day, 2013, my mom and sister came to my condo in New Jersey. At this time, I was working as the CMO of that company. And I got a call and they said, you got to come in to work on Friday. I was like, why would I come to work on Friday? It's Black Friday. And that really, Chris, it really pissed me off. I'm not over-exaggerating. It really pissed me off because I was already putting in 65, 70 hours a week for, for this company. And I had stayed up till two in the morning, hanging out with my mom and sister at my house. And it, like we had just these amazing conversations. And I thought to myself, I want to do more of this tomorrow. Why do I have to go into work? Right. Like, what is the actual point? And it really, really ticked me off. For that, that was a cat. That for me, that was a catalyst uh, in my journey, because I thought, God forbid, something happened to me, something happened to my family. Um, they're sitting at home at my place. I'm not there. I'm going to work. Right? How it rude am I? Off. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what what broke my heart, you know, as I as I went through that kind of life experience was, you know, I, I had decided I'm going to, I'm going to make my way and, and create something for myself here. I'm not just going to let the powers that be control when I can work and when I can see my family and so on and so forth. But really what I started to find as I was continuing to grow my business and my brand, uh, while I was still working full time was I saw all these other people they're living a caged life. Mm. They, they, they weren't happy at work. 
They were brilliant people. I worked with them. It was an educational company. These people were brilliant. And I was like, why don't you start a blog? I started one. Why don't you start a podcast? I could never do that. I was like, wait a second. You teach entire classrooms of high school kids. Of course you can start a podcast. Right. And that really broke my heart to see that they just resigned themselves to a caged life. They lined so, up a paddle. Yeah. And then yeah. when you look at what's the big problem I'm trying to solve with my business, it's to help that small sliver of the population that does want to do something like what I do. I know I bring a unique set of skills to the table in marketing and copy and branding, and I want to help them market themselves. And you'll notice, I didn't say what pisses me off. Uh, you know, a bad advertisement really pisses me off. An ugly website breaks my heart. I didn't say that. Now, there are people who will say that, and guess where they are? They're working at a global ad agency. Right. They're designing ads for Coke and McDonald's, and they should be. That's where they are. But my particular story you know, my business is not built around just marketing. It's, there's actually a deeper life mission. Mm -hmm. And if you can connect that to stories and experiences, then you have something to put teeth to. You have something to put your words um, in front of and behind to contextualize and you can communicate that in your own way, right? So I might say this really pissed me off, but other people might say this was just, this was intolerable, and they might be very, very professional sounding, but you're getting the point across. The point is people can tell when it comes from the core. And that's where I really start with the messaging. I think there's a lot to unpack in there. And I know like when I said in the beginning, where does the grammar start and end? What I was really talking about is, is you know, learning how to write like you talk. Because we all, when you write, you write different than you speak, right? Yeah. And so when I was seeing your samples and things that you were showing and you were giving different samples of the same sentence, I was realizing, wow. He's really talking to us with his copy versus we all sit down and try to sound professional with our polished grammar when you're writing copy. And I think you made another powerful point. I mean, I could just follow you around all day and wave flags when you make really great points. <laughs> and one <laughs> of them you. is like, it sanitizes you. And I know I was subject to that for years because I had this wall where here's my professional self and then here's, you know, more casual Chris. I mean, there's not a big gaping hole between the two. It's not like I'm running a, a motorcycle gang on weekends, but I put the shoulders back and was a little bit more sanitized when I was you know, representing myself professionally. And I think that really keeps hitting home with me, your ability to talk about finding your voice. And, and, and that is really the only, like, these are the people you want to connect with one-on-one. -on -one. So if you have this sanitized voice online, not only will you miss that opportunity, but they're not going to get the person they thought you were advertising anyhow, right? So I right. think you tap into something that most people when we're talking about marketing copy don't. That's the difference. Like, so uh, yeah. So tell us more about that. What would you say is another big mistake that we all do that you see day in, day out? Well, I think, I think to, to your point about, you know, this professional voice versus this other more casual voice. Another thing that I often see people, um, uh, fall into is thinking that they have to use the same voice across every platform. Right. Okay. And that, that's not true. And so if I can give another example, you know, I don't have kids, but I have two young nephews. They're four and two and they're absolutely adorable and absolutely demonic, you know, right. <laughs> and they're at that age where they're just like chaos. They're, they, yeah. they're cute chaos. It's crazy. And, um, you know, I'll hear my sister say, we're using our inside voice inside, not our outside voice. And I, I'd see that and I'd be like, 
Yeah, that's that that's applicable here. You know, um, on channels that are more fun and casual, Instagram, TikTok, Instagram Stories in particular, you can use a lot of emojis. You can do silly things, have fun, colorful stuff. You're not going to put any emojis in a book. Right. Your publisher won't let you. They right. don't even have that typeface yeah. <laughs> in the book. So by and large, when, when we say voice, like you're going to use a slightly different voice depending on the medium that you're using. Um, one of the things that I do on Instagram just to have some fun with myself, I break all the grammar rules and, uh, you know, sometimes. And, and what I'll do is I will write, uh, I will write um, a caption in all lowercase with no punctuation. And it'll sound, it will look like I sound like, oh my gosh, there's no end to this quarantine life. Oh my <laughs> gosh, someone kill me now. That's what they hear right, when right. they read it like that. So you're being somewhat social, right? Um, in that in that regard, uh, it, it, like, like very, very like down to earth, if you will, in that regard on that. But I would never write a LinkedIn post like that. Right. Because the audience on LinkedIn is a little bit different. That doesn't mean I change who I am. I might, I might actually use punctuation if I wrote something like that, right? Um, I might change the wording slightly to anyone else wondering when this is all going to end? Question mark. Boom. And it's the same spirit of what I'm trying to communicate. It's just in a different context. Uh, and it, it's just, and so you tailor the voice, inside voice versus outside voice. Right. And that's, and we all do this. So yeah. Oh, my apologies. Go ahead. Yeah. No, we all do this in regular life. That's my point. Yeah. So why? Oh my God. Sorry. I thought you're. No, no, no. It just doesn't have to be any different when we write. So yeah, that's my point. Talk quick if you're going to get in. Yeah. I apologize. (laughs) Here I am learning to find my voice as I talk over somebody else. I so apologize. I, all I was going to say is it actually reminds me of another great point that I wrote down when I was uh, learning from you in, in that seminar is, you know, you get stuck with the rules. So somebody says, okay, here's how you write copy headlines and then boom, boom, boom. And then you, I believe it was the word fun, I think was your most opened email that you ever got. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had, you know, all these rules and copy headlines and start with how to, or do this. And, and I was like, well, I never thought of breaking all the rules and just experimenting. So that was another thing. Like, again, you found, you found and followed your voice and just threw it out there and saw what works for you. And clearly it worked. Yeah. Yeah. You just learn. And and that's part of getting more comfortable with, with your voice. And, and the more comfortable you become, the more you experiment, right? Um, you know, n- no kid, my, my nephews do not say like, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, you know, run an obstacle course before they learn how to walk or run. You know, as soon as you kind of get comfortable walking or running, then you can start jumping around, playing sports. Blah, blah, blah. And we, we see this progression is no different than our voice, you know? Um, and when you push yourself, and not even really push yourself, but when you just allow yourself to be open to new possibilities, mm-hmm. then your creativity kind of fills that gap. Uh, one of the things I do on Instagram from time to time is I will post a ridiculous looking selfie where I just look, you know, I'm, it just looks ridiculous. And then I don't even know what to say in the caption. And I will write in the caption, caption this, please. And you get a bunch of comments. 
and it's just, you know, when I first started out on Instagram years ago, I would have felt that is so self-aggrandizing. Look at me, I'm posting a selfie. I have a big problem posting self. I hate people who post selfies, <laughs> right? And, and then you just realize this is just the medium. It's, right. it, it's not good or bad. It's like music. There's no such thing as good music or evil music. It's just music. It's just pictures. It's just, you know, so it, all things considered equal, the medium is the medium. Then you give yourself freedom to kind of experiment and play around with it and just keep it fun. Cause you only, in the long run, you only do stuff that, you know, stays fun. You want to do, that's what keeps you in the game because it's fun. Yeah. And so, yeah. A hundred percent. And it's shocking at this point, you know, you're a very young, young looking person, but I'm sure you're past 20. I'll give you like 22, 23. <laughs> and we're talking at this point really still about finding your voice. And I think that has changed so much. Like whether you are confident in your voice is one thing, but I think how we share our voice has changed so dramatically in the last five years. So it's been like a reset for all of us trying to figure out how, like, where do we start with that? That's the really big problem, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, and, even as we're talking, like right now, we're talking during this global pandemic, everyone's locked down. Everyone is on social media. So there, it, there's a huge increase in the number of voices out there that are actually speaking up, right? And going back to the Jerry Maguire thing, I think this is actually a really good opportunity for you to speak your mind and not feel like it's coming out of left field because everyone right now is raw. Right. Like they are, they are being real right now. Like when, when, when Saturday night live is shooting skits from people's computers on, on zoom, <laughs> this is clearly the great equalizer, right? right? This, yeah. this, this pandemic is this great equalizer. And so people are now speaking their mind. They're being very honest. They're being authentic in a, in a sense, you know, they're shooting videos in their bedrooms without all the fancy stuff. And everyone just seems more relatable. So you can use this time to come speak your mm. mind. You see, in the movie, Jerry Maguire, this thing was, you know, he has this enlightened moment, writes this manifesto, boom, out of nowhere. And so there's no lead up. There's no context for it. Everyone's taken aback. And so they fire him. And right now, the opposite is happening. Everyone is just speaking their mind. Everyone is being honest. Like, oh, I don't have toilet paper, right? Like, like <laughs> stuff that you don't normally say. Yeah, and yeah. so I've advised people. I mean, like I was on a call just recently with uh, the founder and CEO of a major email marketing company. I mean, billions of, of dollars in this company. Um, and he's like, I don't know what to say to our customers. I'm like, this is the opportunity. Just, you just rant if you need to. Yeah. Okay. vent because they want to hear that you know leaders in this time they use their voice um to bring clarity not to add to the confusion they bring clarity you can calm people down you can rally people it doesn't mean you have to be quiet you just have to bring clarity and there's only one way to bring clarity if you're seeing something as a leader a certain way um and when i say leader i know that some people well mike i'm not a leader uh, guess what? If you have clients, you have people who you influence, you're a leader. Leadership is just influence, yeah. right? And so you use, I, 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 in that role, when I'm an advisor to a business or when someone's asking me on a coaching call or a consulting call or whatnot, I have a certain degree of influence. And I'm going to use that to lead them well, to clarify. 
And if I hold back from what I really think one of my clients should do, because I'm afraid that it's going to be in a voice that's too hard to like, I haven't done my job. Right. So I actually view this as a very big, good opportunity for us to change our brand voice and actually speak more of what's on our mind. That's really powerful because I will admit something now that I wouldn't have admitted before to you right now is because it's kind of controversial. I, I stay away from the news. It's not there to cheer you up. And so I look at this somehow that this is like, I'm a Rocky fan. Like, okay, get in there doing push-ups. So when they turn the lights back on, you're ready to go for the fight. So to me, I'm looking at this as, oh, I'm just, I know it's silly. I know there's a lot, and I'm not minimizing the, the suffering or unemployment or anything like that. But how I cope in my mind is I'm going to come out of this bigger, better, faster, stronger, and that there will be, there's always growth from everything, you know, whether it's the environment, whatever. I think there's a changing of the day and a changing of the guard, but I'm not talking about that. I would have never admitted that even here, except you keep saying this. And I think, well, I have these things I would never say out loud because it's like, oh, I don't want to offend somebody who just lost their job. When I think, look, through every, you know, a, a falcon rises through all kinds of ashes and we don't know the good that's going to come out of this. We're only focusing mm -hmm. on the fear right now. And so, yeah. you know, that's a big deal. I will tell you, I wouldn't yeah. have said that, but you kept saying all these things. I'm like, okay, here's my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And, what, and, and what's going to happen is exactly what just happened here, right? Because I said that, you felt like I can say that too. Right. And as you say it, people who follow you are going to feel that way too. And um, and this is not to minimize this at all, but a really good example of this, even though it's a very, very terrible subject, is when, when women speak up about harassment right. or abuse, it's as soon as one person says something, then it gives permission for everyone else to say, right. oh, yeah, me too. That happened as well. Right. right? And you see this. This is not just a recent political or politicized, you know, me too movement. This has happened through centuries and centuries. Right. Right. of human history, of societal history. So when someone is willing to speak up first, it empowers everyone else to speak up as well. And that is, you know, the leader, you, you, if you're a pioneer, you get the most arrows shot at right. you. You know, you get stuck the most, but it, my God, you know, we, we need something. You know, I, I look at it, I look at life like this. You know, there's, there's basically three perspectives. You can be a historian, you can be a reporter, or you can be a futurist. Right. One looks at the past, the other looks at the present, and the, the third looks into the future and figures out how to pull the future into the present. Right. And in times like this, that's what we need. Yeah. You talked about the news. They're not, these guys are not saying anything new. I mean, they're making stuff up yeah. to fill the 24 news hour cycle. I'm just like, this is pointless. They're, even if they found a, a vaccine or whatever, they're not going to go live with it for another year, year and a half. I'm not going to wake up anytime soon to miracle. Yeah. Cure is found. It, it's not going to go back. And they're competing with each back. other, right? They're like competing they're, with each yeah, other. Yeah, absolutely. And then you go on YouTube and all of these videos like are being done now about the 1918 pandemic and what can we learn from there? And just like, I do not give two dimes about yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, tell me what the future is going to look like. Right. Give me clarity. And so I can prepare for that and make the most of it. That's who I want to listen to. Yeah. And believe it or not, 
there are probably some people who want to, other people who want to listen to that too. So the choice is ours, historian, reporter, futurist. And there's a place for all three, but know who you are and, and know who you're listening to. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, you don't need to watch the news five hours a day. You really no. don't. No, I am skipping channels. Like even when they, some, like, yeah. even like if I see somebody shooting from home, like Rachel Ray, and she starts talking about the pan, okay, skip that. I just keep moving. It's just not, it's not helpful to me right now. So I keep moving. Yeah. Well, yeah. this has been a real treat. I feel like I, I, I don't know about the listeners, but I've gone through business therapy here. So I'm, I'm finding <laughs> my voice. I'm growing up right before, right in front of your eyes. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a big girl now. So we, we know we can find you on Instagram and man, we want to find you everywhere. Cause I think we would really learn a lot just by watching you do what you do. So tell us where people can find you. Well, um, you guys are all listening to a podcast, so the easiest thing to do would just be hop over to my podcast. It's called Brand You, and uh, it's all about helping people build a profitable personal brand business. Uh, Instagram is great. That's my favorite social media channel. My handle is at MikeKimTV, and uh, I've actually just recently put together a three-video series to help anyone who's getting started in using their voice, getting the clarity as to, you know, what, what pisses them off, what breaks your heart, what's the big problem you're trying to solve. That's actually the very first session and it's completely free. It's just three video session, um, which I call the brand new bootcamp. And you can go there at mikekim.com forward slash bootcamp. Uh, those sessions are actually taken from paid courses that I've created in the past. And I wanted to make it available for anyone because we're in this situation. I think, I think this is a time, Chris, where all of us should be sharing our gifts. Yeah. And that's just something that I know that I can provide to people, especially who are like getting started and trying to find that voice, trying to step into that. And uh, it, it's just available. So take advantage of it. It's completely free. I don't care if you're listening a year from now, it'll be free. It'll yeah. be there. So dive in. Yeah. And I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Cause I'm telling you, I have seen him it, like, ugh. It's just awesome. If you get to, if you, especially if you let him talk, you don't interrupt and talk over him. <laughs> no, enthusiasm, the amount you can learn is frightening. <laughs> so please, some they know when they listen to the other shows, I'm not normally this bad. So thank you again for joining us. We super appreciate you fitting us into your schedule and your time. And I cannot thank you enough. So thank you again. It is an honor. And uh, thank you for having me and all of you. Thank you for listening in and just keep your head up and we're going to get through this and everything's going to be all right. We're going to come out of this stronger. Um, So just hang in there. Awesome. Thanks. Hey listeners, how would you like to have all the help you need to effortlessly run your business, create a real business that supports your life instead of consuming it, even if you're bootstrapping it right now? I am super excited to share with you guys that right now we are gearing up to launch an amazing product, the Outsourcing Playbook for Busy Entrepreneurs, More Results, Less You. Go to comingsoonfromchris.com to learn more. That's comingsoonfromchris, K-R-I-S, dot com to learn more.